Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex. Trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex. Good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex. The final fantasy. Welcome back to Final Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, John. With me, as always, Joshy Boy. How you doing, fella? Good, John. Football is back. It is back. There's DeMarcus Ware on the television right now. Uh, and, and back from uh, being on the uh, injury reserve list with a unrelated sickness, Alex is back this week. How you doing, pal? Good, John. Good to be back. It's football night in America. It really is. Sort of. I like seeing Jason Garrett interact with people on television. Oh, I love seeing Jason Garrett. <laughs> love me some Jason Garrett. Uh, yeah, guys, it's the Hall of Fame game is on. Uh, it'll be on in the background while we record, so if something happens, maybe we'll talk about it or something at some point in time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will not be playing, but no. we'll see what he looks like with a hat and jacket on. Mm. They're different from the hat and jacket he's worn in previous preseason games where he's also not <laughs> participated. <clears throat> How are you guys doing this week? Good. Thank you. Good. Get anything? Get up in any trouble? Get anything fun? Anything mm-hmm. interesting? No, nothing at all. Just eating tape. Just you gotta eat <laughs> tape, you know. You know yeah. what? What tape were you specifically eating? Oh, you know, offense, defense, some special teams. It's all of it, really. <laughs> you know. Wow, that's a lot of tape to eat, man. You should ten-hour sessions. Talk to your doctor. You know, it's, it's boom. Not, it's not safe to eat that much tape. Uh, I would imagine. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we're we're back uh, with our um, uh, up. Coming fantasy outlook season episodes. Wow, that was not great. <laughs> great segment. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, yeah, our uh, fantasy outlook episodes. Um, we are uh, in the process of this will be the first season we've. Well, I guess let's not speak too soon. But if everything goes to plan, this will be the first season we've actually finished these episodes. Uh, because in years past, we've done one team at a time and doing 32 episodes during the summertime when you got stuff going mm. on. It's not easy to do. Foolish. It is. It truly is. It's a fool, fool's errand to attempt. Uh, we've done a much better job of it this year, so I'm excited to to get that done. Another fantasy milestone. Uh, before we jump into it, uh, and it, we'll keep it a little short this week because we're doing the NFC South. Uh, no one's, uh, if anyone wins it, they're gonna they're gonna quickly be eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, let's do some NFL news, guys. Uh, it's been the talk of the town. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, has requested a trade from the Colts. Uh, clearly uh, wanted to get paid, figured he was going to be the next guy to get paid. Not going to get paid. Uh, was essentially told by the team that they're not paying him, and now he wants out. Um, and I said it before, like, yeah, getting taken into a room alone with Jim or say, I'd want out too. You know, if I had to spend 10 minutes in a room with him alone, even if he wasn't talking about money at all, I'd still be like, yeah, I think I got to go. Like, yeah. Where's a team with an owner that's like, you know, on death's door, like not around a lot, or I don't know, maybe someone who's like not, you yeah. know, some creepy old man. It's like a saw trap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Josh, what do you think? Uh, likelihood that Jonathan Taylor gets traded before the season starts? Um, and mm, I'll say 1%. 1%. I would agree with you on that one. Where would you like to see Jonathan Taylor go? Oh, anywhere he gets uh, gets the bag, you know. Um, oh, that was a good answer. Wow. What do you make of the trade rumor that he's going to the Chiefs? I, you know, I, so, I mean, just looking at it from, I mean, if, for him, it means he's probably going to win a Super Bowl this year if that does happen. But um, from a fantasy perspective, I don't know if I dig it all that much. Um, 
you know, a team that doesn't really use, you know, you know, I don't think that they're ever going to pump out. Do you a, think they'd use him more than they than they have you used uh, running backs I, in their run? Or I mean, he would definitely be the most talented they've had since Kareem Hunt's rookie year. So, but I mean, you know, Pacheco went over a thousand last year. So, I mean, I don't think they need, you need a guy on that team yeah. to to have eighteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns to be successful. So, I, I would say no, but I don't think he'd have like a bad year. I don't think he's going to have the type of year he would have had in Indianapolis if they just pulled their heads out of their asses and done the right thing. Um, but I don't think it would be bad. I think it would lower his where his value you drafted him right now with his with his certainty being up in the air with the Colts. So obviously last year he was kind of the clear cut one one last year. Obviously last year and this year are two very very different things. Um, I had him in uh, as my running back six right mm-hmm. now. So I mean I obviously that's a player depending on you know if you like drafting running backs that's a first round first round tender. I mean that the line's good there rookie quarterback it seemed like the perfect kind of situation for a guy to have a big time fantasy season um with the chiefs i don't know second round probably if that happens again i i don't know if that'll happen or not i i don't you know um i don't know what uh what team he'll end up with if he ends up with another well but team, just with but... the colts i mean with there's if there's uncertainty that like maybe they'll trade him in the first couple of weeks yeah yeah i mean obviously I mean, now, you know, we're getting into preseason games. We're getting into that stuff. Guys are going to start to get hurt. Um, so, I mean, the Colts could get something out of them now, I mean, if, if that does happen. But, yeah, I don't know. Right now, first round, if he plays for the Colts, which looks not all that likely. Um, if, you know, I think if he goes to a team where he can be the be the bell cow, I think that he could be still in that first round. Yeah. 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 Well, you don't think, I mean, what do you think the likelihood he sits out would be? I don't. It's so hard to tell. I think it's zero in these situations. I would doubt it too. So you, because, like, well, unlike I think like Josh Jacobs or somebody else who, yeah, they might get franchise tag, but yeah. own, he's got two years left on his yeah. On I his don't think rookie deal. I don't think there's any chance of him holding out. Yeah, yeah I don't think he holds out. Yeah. yeah, no. But I mean, you know what happens if the trade doesn't go through? You just, I mean, because he's under contract, so yeah, he plays. Yeah. Obviously, I would imagine. Um, because yeah, he's he's not in that yeah that end of the you know, well. Contract if they really year. just don't trade him for a year, and he has a good year, and next year's his last year, when he hold out then? Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so, right? I mean, you're going to well, a contract here, especially if you have a big season. Like, yeah, you have to. Right. The way the new collective bargaining agreement works, I I, I think it makes it almost financially impossible for running backs to sit out because they're going to get fined so much. Yeah. Unless you know the team taking taking them on, or the team they end up with, and a new deal waves all of that. That that year, like Lev Bell sat out. That was before I think they changed what the fine structure was. So it, that's Collective how that kind of collective bargaining. Let's bargain Anoth- together. Another win for the NFLPA. But we really crush it. I mean, Jim Irsay uh, is spending twenty million dollars to transport a, a whale. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and launch him into the ocean, but he can't pay Jonathan Taylor. So, Well, I mean, obviously not. You know how much it costs um, to get a whale in a plane and then drop it into the ocean, which I imagine is what's happening. $20 million, some sort, of, some sort of cannon <laughs> apparatus or something They're moving like the whale from Miami to Seattle. He's going to hate the weather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, guys, we'll move on from Jonathan Taylor. Like I said, that story is developing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to get into, Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, hurt in practice. Uh most likely going to miss a few weeks. Not sure if that's going to go into the uh, 
uh, I imagine probably the season opener they're looking at it. Um, I can't remember exactly. It's a hamstring. Yeah. yeah a hammy. And it's those hammy. are always hard to tell. But uh, looking like Cooper Cup might miss uh, the season opener. Josh, who you got a wide receiver? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a big hit. That's, that's a big hit. That really affects my ranking for him. Um, and not so much the prospect of him missing, you know, a couple of weeks, but those hamstring injuries tend to linger throughout yeah. the season. I Pop mean, there up. was yeah. Keenan Allen a couple seasons ago that it just kind of, you know, every couple games, uh, that hamstring would, would pop back up and, you know, they're not going to be a good team. What, why, why risk your best player on offense, you know, if he's not fully healthy. So to me, it definitely takes a, a you know, damper, whereas he w- probably would have been my wide receiver three. Yeah. I'd he, probably put him was. down to my five, <clears throat> six. So I'm getting some like, you know, kind of back and forth information. One says that it's possible to miss the opener. One says that it shouldn't keep him out of the opener. So that is something to keep an eye on though. Cause yeah, I mean, you are right. Anytime those hamstrings happen, you know, either, you know, can be fine, never hear about it again, or just every couple of weeks, you know, you see him come up short or something like that, and then you're kind of screwed up the river. But we just did uh, the NFC West last week, and Cooper Cup, I mean, I was singing his praises because, I mean, I think this dude is just was set up to just go fucking banana balls this season. Oh, um, yeah. He's going to get like 200 targets yeah something crazy 200 like 500 (laughs) um but no well that'll be something to keep an eye on if he does play in the the season open i still think that you have to draft him at that place at that top you know top flight receiver situation definitely worthy of a a first round pick but uh definitely something to keep an eye on as the uh off season progresses like i said we got some some preseason games and stuff we put him through his paces you know get those those hammies Put some glaze on those hammies. You know what I mean? Ooh, baby. Gotta stretch <laughs> them out, baby. Put the little, pine- the little pineapple slices on top. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. That rum ham from, from that show. Uh, John, don't look. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I really don't care. Um, but, yeah, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, it's whatever. I like them. You know, whatever. Uh, yeah, let's so Packers, Jets in the Super Bowl this season, huh? Let's have Jordan Love uh, come out and light it up. Uh, well, with that, guys, let's get started in our <laughs> series on uh our players that are in stuff you know uh and we have to start we we always start with subtractions and additions to these squads so i think we have to start with the team with the most major subtraction and that's them tampa bay buccaneers babies uh obviously we lose tom brady to retirement this offseason leonard Fournette is no longer with the club for now for now that is true yep for now these running backs, man, they're still floating around. There's a lot of th- these guys that, you know, aren't that old, 26, 27, 28-year-old running backs still floating around. Fournette's one of them. Uh, Keanu Neal and Sean Murphy Bunting are also out of town and longtime tight end there. Cameron Brait no longer with the team. Some key additions. Uh, <laughs> I say key additions. Let's just say some additions. Uh, Baker Mayfield and uh, Chase Edmonds uh, are on the team now. You love it, um, but let's start with the quarterbacks. So after three seasons with Tom Brady, here's the as the the signal caller, the man at the helm, the gunslinger, the gunslinger, the man at the cockpit. Uh, they are turning elsewhere uh, this season. Baker Mayfield and Kyler Trask are the two guys here uh, battling it out for the starting job. Uh, one year, four million dollar deal uh, for Baker Mayfield. I believe there's like four million in incentives or something like that with it. Um, Trask was a second round pick in 2021. Uh, this will be his third season with the team, so he knows the he knows the playbook in and out. You know, you got to talk these guys up. Um, with Brady at quarterback, the Buccaneers never ranked lower than seventh in pass attempts uh, per game. Um, they had back to back seasons leading the league in the category. Also, 
Uh, Brady's 733 pass attempts in 2022 are an all-time single-season record, actually, if we want to get into that. Mayfield's career-high attempts in a single season is 539, and that was with the uh, Cleveland Browns in 2019. Um, He has 753 combined attempts with three different teams over the last two seasons combined. That was Cleveland, Carolina, and the Rams. I forgot that he played for the Rams because he had that one game where they won. Remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would assume Mayfield's the starter of this team. You guys think Mayfield's probably going to win the job, right? Yeah. 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 Prove it deal with this team uh, in free agency. Uh, I will say I have no idea if if Trask has anything. I I mean, it's the third By default, I'll say it's Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Trask is not. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, he's probably just as bad as Mayfield. Um, but yeah, you imagine Mayfield's probably going to start the season. It's like what a come down. You know, you go from the goat, the easy, probably the easiest first ballot Hall of Famer in the history of the game, to Baker Mayfield. Well, that's what you get when you have a five thousand year old quarterback. Yep, it does happen. Um, so here's the thing with Baker Mayfield. Now, I do not have him ra- have him ranked in my top twenty five quarterbacks. Josh, do you have him no. in your top twenty five? <laughs> um, here's the deal with Baker. In his entire career, he has 12 games with more than 20 fantasy points. He has just one such game of 20 or more fantasy points in the last two seasons. Um, I remember a few years ago, Alex, you actually took Baker Mayfield. You took a chance I did, on him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that it was blew. maybe his third year. Man, you have had a couple of years with that quarterback pick. He's just like, I don't know, maybe. Trey Lance uh, last year, Baker Mayfield, and it just blows up in your face. Yeah. Um, well, last year. Last year, 8-8, eight eight, though. Yeah, it was like you finished strong. No, last year I did fine because I also drafted Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Expecting that Lance might be a bust, and it yeah. worked out. It did work out. That wasn't why my team, I mean, my team was fine, didn't make the playoffs. That's. The quarterback was not the big problem. The Mayfield year. <sighs> yeah, that was bad. That was a bad one. Because uh, I was like, I mean, I even remember, that year. I remember just... rage dropping him after a, a Sunday night Because there was some excitement with him that year. You know, he was still pretty yeah. young. Like, it was like, okay, maybe there's something happening here. And yeah. then the wheels just completely I think it was off. his third year because his rookie year, he didn't do much. His second year, they were getting better. Yeah. And they had a lot of expectations, and then that those first couple of games was this the season after he won the playoff or almost beat the Chiefs in the playoffs? No, then they beat the Steelers in the playoffs, and then was it the year yeah. after that, or was it that that year? Or is it was it, the year before that. Was it the year before? Yeah, because they beat the Steelers in the COVID year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Well, <clears throat> more on Mayfield later. Uh, but yeah, pretty much. I think that's the only time he's ever been drafted in our league. Honestly, and it would have been the only time to do it. I think. You <laughs> so know, I like, mean, and he's not had a great career, but he's been somewhat competent at times i mean compared yeah. to some other starting quarterbacks yeah i think he's, he's not the for, absolute bottom for but. him getting signed to this team it's not like as like egregious as some team be like well you know we're gonna sign nathan peterman we'll start him a few weeks i'm like why why would you do that at least baker mayfield it's like okay maybe he can do something kind of crazy like that rams game uh well honestly like so this is probably the best receiving core he's ever had i would say arguably i mean the everyone you know of course the odell beckham jarvis landry situation when all that was happening it's like okay yeah okay right but this one you know mike evans godwin this is clearly the best receiving core he's had i don't think it does anything he adds nothing with his legs um you know i again right now you're looking at you know tom brady last year throwing 733 passes i think the only way mayfield even gets close to fantasy relevancy is if he throws that many passes or more which i just don't see happening um I, I I don't know, man. I, I think that this yeah. offense is going to be a lot different this year. Obviously, you're going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. It's going to be a lot different. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, Josh. Like, do you think that there's any chance that Baker Mayfield becomes fantasy relevant here before the season? No, I, I don't think so. But I do think 
I do think they're still going to want to throw the ball a lot in Tampa Bay. I mean, well, I mean, you got those receivers. A- Arians so. is still, you know, in the GM role, and you know, probably calling a lot, making a lot of the decisions on offense. Mm-hmm. So that's always been, you know, the air raid approach. But no, he, even with that, he's not going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I would watch the first couple games. If they're throwing in a lot and he's what I mean, you might want to stash him on a bench after like week two just for a bye week if they're if it matches up well because they do have a lot of weapons on that offense. I mean, I don't think they're yeah. going to win a lot of games, but I would agree with that. Well, let's but move don't over. Don't waste a pick on him. Yeah, for God's absolutely sake. not. Whatever you do, if we can teach you one thing, which makes us one of the many, many fantasy podcasts that probably only have like barely good advice, just don't draft Baker Mayfield. You'll be fine. Just don't do it. Uh, so the running back situation for this team. Uh, so going back to Brady throwing 733 passes uh, in the last season, obviously, you know, goes to show that they probably didn't run the ball that much. Uh, they did actually have the least rushing attempts per game. That was around 22.1. Um, Brady's gone, though. Um, I do think that they hand the ball off more this season, exactly going into why I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be worth a shit. Um, Rashad White. Uh, on this team uh you know Leonard Fournette obviously there's a possibility he comes you know comes back into the fold or they bring in another body but right now Rashad White for me is kind of one of those guys that could be a steal um you know it's that you think they're gonna hand the, you, you imagine they hand the ball off more right um and so I think he was a big winner this offseason as far as like getting him into like some relevancy um again Fournette uh Last year, he's vacating 189 carries, and that led the backfield, and that was around 50% of the the rushing attempts for the team. Um, and again, they the only person they brought in was Chase Edmonds, and Chase Edmonds, we have talked about him like I think three times doing this because he was on like 15 teams last year. Um, Chase Edmonds, I just don't think is going to take a lot away from that. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of targets available, too, also. That's like, I just think Rashad White is set up for success right now at his ADP. Um, I have him currently ranked as my running back. Uh, it was 23 uh, below Alvin Kamara, but with the news that Kamara is probably going to get suspended by the NFL, I have bumped him up to 22 uh, below Miles Sanders. I just think he could be an absolute steal at that point. What do you like about Rashad White? Going uh, I, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. I mean, I think the... For where he's going in a lot of drafts, I mean, you know, I don't think there's risk of Keyshawn Vaughn or Chase Edmonds uh, taking on, you know, his role in, in the offense. No. Um, can he, you know, become more adept in pass catching? I mean, all the upsides there. Uh, I actually have him ranked a little higher than you. Where you um, got him? I have him at 20. So 20 or 20 flat. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you just said 20 and we're going to say another number and just like your brain just exploded. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I really like it. I mean, uh, I think that's sort of his floor. There's certainly a higher potential there. The offense may not be great, but I think you're right. They're going to lean on the run game a little more than they, they did before. And, you know, you have to see, do, does Fournette get signed to a short of one year deal or something with them? Just do they bring him back? But if I were drafting now, I'd, I'd be very confident in taking him, you know, where he's going in most most drafts. Yeah. Well, so, like, so right now his ADP and PPR is uh, around like 60, 61. I mean, if you draft him in that spot and you potentially get a top 20, top 20 fantasy player, you're doing something right. Because here's the other thing. Uh, 57.8% of last season's uh, running back targets are available from this team, too. Have been vacated from, from people leaving. Um, so... 
last year as a rookie, um, 50 plus receptions as a rookie last season already. So, I mean, you can add on a lot there. And the only problem for me, the only thing I have against Rashad White is, is that this is a bad team. And anytime you look at running backs is how many games are these guys going to be playing from behind and how much are they going to be playing from behind? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're going to be playing from behind a lot more this year than they were last year. Um, and I don't think that they're going to have any big time, you know, walk off runaway wins either. Um, so that would be my one detractor for Rashad White. Um, if you do the zero running back strategy, I think that this guy is the guy. If you go in, like, I just want to load up on receiver, I think that this guy can absolutely be that guy. Oh, I did see that Don Coriel finally got in the Hall of Fame. That's a huge deal. Uh, huge fan of the podcast, Don Coriel. <laughs> Actually, when, when did he die? I think it's been a while. We'll yeah. have our producer cat looked that up. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, if you're doing the the zero running back uh, situation, this would be one of the guys that I would target. Uh, if you're going, you know, you want Cooper Cup in the first round, you want someone swing back around and get like a Devontae Adams or something, or rather Devontae Adams in the first round, somebody else in the second, and you get a running back there third, fourth round, I think that this dude could blow up and be a really solid player for you. Uh, let's move on to the wide receiver core. This is the strength of this team, but again, like many of the teams we've talked about, new quarterbacks who aren't as good. Uh, Mike Evans uh, is looking for his 10th straight 1,000-yard season. Um, <clears throat> it's Mike Evans, I think, has been one of the most underrated receivers since he came in. He came in in that, that crazy draft with Beckham and uh, Sammy Watkins and all those dudes. Kelvin Benjamin, remember Kelvin Benjamin, guys? Remember him? I do, yeah. He was a thing for like one year, and then I remember being very excited, um, doing the August study of the draft that year. And Kelvin Benjamin, this guy is not going to miss. Nope. And guess what? He missed. Yeah, I mean, because he had the thousand yard season his rookie years. I mean, it was like it was okay. It started out okay, and then he missed the entire Super Bowl season. Uh, with injury, so yep, then it kind of he fell had, off. The he wheel. had a thousand yards this rookie year. Yeah. yeah, a lot of those dudes started out really good. Like Sammy Watkins has just been one of those guys that's been around. Beckham was on you know Hall of Fame trajectory for a while until that completely fell yeah. off. Um, so Mike Evans probably the best of the batch. I mean, obviously, yeah, nine so far, nine straight one thousand yards. He's never not had a thousand yards in a season, Mike Evans. Um, but again, we gotta you gotta come back to this. Baker Mayfield's the quarterback for this team. Um, so before Tom Brady was, though, this is where I get back with Mike Evans. Before Tom Brady, um, do you guys know who was throwing him the ball? Can you guys remember any of the quarterbacks? James, James Winston. James Winston. There's a few other names on this on this list. Oof. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's not take a ton of time. Josh McCown, Mike Glennon, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So there was a lot of... A lot of dudes throwing him the ball. Obviously, James Winston was capable of putting up a bucket. Yeah, was the that yard. the Fitz Magic year? Uh, yeah. Was that with Tampa? Yeah, right. Where he had like that really big start. Yeah, and he, yeah, he, Deshaun Jackson, yeah. he, like wore Deshaun Jackson's like like fit like to a post game presser and got all the yeah. Thing. Those were the Bucks, right? Yeah, that was the Bucks. Um, so I mean, so he's he's just big, six five, two thirty, got the big frame. He's a mismatch. So I think that he can still put up good numbers, reliable target. Um, here's the thing. Uh, last season was a little bit. It was kind of tough. Last 77 catches, 1,124 yards, just six touchdowns. So it was down a little bit. Um, Three of which came in the last game he played of the yeah, season. Yeah, and that was that was the season. That was like if you made it to your fantasy finals with Mike Evans 
on your roster in your starting lineup was at 50 points like in PPR or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was 21.6% of his total points of the season. So uh, that score uh, took him from wide receiver 31 on a points per game basis all the way up to wide receiver 17. So, you know, um, right now I think Chris Godwin is the better option uh, on this team. Uh, right now I have uh, Chris Godwin listed ahead of Mike Evans. Again, I like both of these guys. I do think that they can put up their numbers. Uh, but I've got Chris Godwin currently ranked as my wide receiver 21. And I've got Mike Evans as my wide receiver 31. So about yeah 10 spaces between the two. Um, Godwin is two years uh, off of the ACL tear. Um so it's, I think that we're, we're kind of getting back there. And he's led Tampa and targets three of the last five uh, seasons, not counting the rookie year, yeah, um, including playoffs. Uh, and 146 targets last season were a career high. Um, Josh, who, who do you like better between these two? You know who I like better. Is the, are you an it's, Evan Stan or are you a Godwin's man? It's really tough. I mean, I have them ranked both pretty pretty Evan close. Stan, Godwin man. Hey, <laughs> Evan Stan, Godwin. Godwin man. I probably like uh, Godwin a little bit more as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't count Evans out. I mean, 1,000-yard seasons every year he's been in the league. You yeah. can't, you can't uh, scoff at that. Um, but I just like the upside, I think, of Godwin a little better. I mean, he was... Uh, huge target monster last year with Brady throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, so if that continues and the efficiency goes up a little bit, um, you know, Mayfield's probably not as accurate of a passer, but he can probably throw a better deep ball than Brady could at, at, at that point last year. So yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, yeah maybe <laughs> you're, I, you're, you're not struggling. wrong. Uh, but which to me gives Godwin better, you know, over the top you know, yeah. deep, deep ball opportunities. So, um, Ooh, but yeah, see, see, I, I like Godwin a little better. That's where, I mean, I agree with you, but I disagree on how you think they're going to get there. Uh, for me, Godwin's going to get the targets. He's going to lead the team in receptions. Evans is the deep ball guy. Evans, the Evans. Yeah. For me, I thought Evans was the deep yeah, ball guy. Evans, the boomer bust deep ball guy for me. And I think that he's going to have the yardage and the touchdown. I think Godwin's going to have the receptions. Um, but I, but I do agree with you. Um, but yeah, so I think you're going to get some low end wide receiver two numbers from Godwin and some high end wide receiver three, uh, production from Evans. Again, you got to take in the fact that this is going to be the, the ADP. There's going to be a downgrade with, with, uh, with Baker Mayfield playing uh, quarterback for this team. But I do think that they're going to be decent options, uh, on your team, especially at a bargain. Like, I think that they can definitely like come out and you never know it's fantasy, you know, you never know. Uh, let's move on to the tight end position. Uh, Kate Otten right now is the only guy on this team worth talking about, so we'll run through him real, real quick. Uh, fourth round pick in 2022. Um, yeah, didn't really do a lot in college. You know, big dude, you know. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a, in his rookie season, you know, it's just tough. The tight ends are always so tough. Like, there's, there's only just so few good ones. Um, do yeah, you, I mean, we got three other teams to go through. If there's nothing to... Yeah, Speak it's just one of those things. As a rookie, Otten, uh, he recorded four more receptions in uh, six of uh, 15 games. That was including did the playoffs. Did Gronkowski still play last year? Or did no, he quit the no. year before? He quit the year before, yeah. Um, so he, he had uh, four or more receptions in six of 15 games, including the playoffs, uh, possible games, rather. Um, but he only logged uh, 50 or more yards in just three of those. Uh, 15 games with two total touchdowns. Uh, is DeMarcus Ware singing the national anthem? Uh, yeah, it's DeMarcus Ware doing it. I don't. Is he actually doing it? I think so. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Oh man, we should. See, now I'm kind of 
I'll find it. We'll find it on online later on. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Josh. They have like the the poster like on Twitter. Oh, he is singing it. Yeah. Wow, well, get after it, Demarcus. Also, well deserved Hall of Fame for Demarcus Ware. I think he's a, he's a first ballot. Yeah, first ballot as well. He, did he win? Was no, he on? it can't be because he it said he retired in like twenty sixteen. Isn't it five years for the first ballot? Oh yeah, I was five. surprised. I thought he would have been a first ballot. Yeah, yeah. One would have imagined. Was he on the Super Bowl team? Yeah, he was on the Super Bowl team, the Broncos Super Bowl team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's your boy. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb locked arm in arm. No Alan Lazard. Maybe Lazard's playing tonight. Uh, yeah, guys, Kate Otten right now I do not have ranked in my top 25 tight ends. Um, again, this is going to be a different look offense from last season. Um, so you never know. Maybe Baker Mayfield you know, develops uh, chemistry with Kate Otten and he becomes a, a fantasy target. But with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad White, I just think that they're going to draw too many of the targets away from them. So don't count on it. Cade, this is where I leave you. Uh, guys, that does it for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Josh, let's start to you. Josh, can you tell me the other three teams in the NFC South? Yeah, I can, John. That would be the Atlanta Falcons. You got one. The New Orleans Saints. That's two. And the Carolina. I thought you were going to lose it on Kitty the cats. Of the Carolina Kit Kats. <laughs> Kit Kats. That's actually our producer's favorite team. That's the Carolina Panthers because she's a cat. I did my research. Uh, well, Josh, I'm going to pitch it. Which, which of those three teams do you like? This <laughs> my favorite team is the Jags because they're cats. Yeah. It's Jags. Well, that's Deborah, my other cat's yeah, favorite team. That's true. <clears throat> Josh, Deborah's obviously a Cowboys fan because she's a dick. No, she's not. <laughs> she's a Jaguars fan. Uh, Josh, I'm pitching it to you. She's actually a Lions fan, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> which one of these teams do you want to talk about, Josh? None of them are all that... Uh, exciting mm, let's talk about the falcons the atlanta falcons yeah so these uh these all these teams are kind of like set up it's like yeah we all got essentially new quarterbacks you know for all of them uh yeah it'll be eh. uh so this uh atlanta falcons team we are losing marcus Mariota, who started uh the majority of the games last season at quarterback but we're adding Bijan robinson mm-hmm. taylor heineke's in town and uh, Calais Campbell, there's some guys on defense. Jeff Okuda from the Jet or from the Lions. Was he with the Lions, Lions and then somewhere yeah. else? Yeah. Um, Bud Dupree and uh, Matthew Bergeron, son of Tom Bergeron. Uh, and uh, John U. Smith is coming in at tight end uh, with Kyle Pitts. And Matthew Bergeron's really not Tom Bergeron. So maybe he is. I haven't looked it up. Okay. Let's get our producer cat on that. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> going to call you on it. You should call me on it. Call me on more things. You need to call me out, guys. Like, come on. I could be saying just a bunch of bullshit over here. In fact, I am. Uh, all right, guys. Let's start with the quarterback. 2022 Marcus Mariota's uh, season was not a good one. Let's uh, just let's start there. Uh, just threw for 2,200 yards, uh, which was a career, a career low in a season with 12 or more starts. Um, he did set a new career high for rushing attempts, though, with 85. Uh, with 438 rushing yards and five touchdowns, uh, which were about a third of his fantasy production. That was quarterback 20, so he landed in the top 20. Uh, That's on a points-per-game basis, though. Uh, the Falcons passed on the second lowest rate uh, in the league, which is 24.5 attempts per game. Uh, Mariota, 13 starts, passed 23 times per game. Uh, a lot of those passes were completely not anywhere near being on the mark as a uh, a Kyle Pitts owner, which were we all? Did we all have Kyle Pitts last year in this group? Not last year. I had him. This <clears throat> yeah, you had him the year before. Me and Josh both had him this season. Yeah, I remember watching a lot of those. Kyle Pitts would be wide open down the middle of the field, and you're like, sick, and he just overthrow the shit out of him. I was like, God damn it. Uh, Desmond Ritter uh, is taking over the starting job in this uh, this team. Uh, Taylor Heineke is being added, which good depth. I think Taylor Heineke is, is at his core a backup quarterback. 
we can agree with that. He had some mm-hmm. fun wins. Yeah. Some fun wins with he's the commanders. A good, he's a good backup. No, great backup. Some fun wins with the commanders over the, the past couple of years, but he's a backup. Um, so, But good depth. Really, really good depth. Um, what just happened? He just didn't catch the... Bounced right off his hands in the end zone. <laughs> Sucker. Like an idiot. Who's the quarterback coming out trotting out for the for the Browns? Who's the man with the stick? Oh, Kellen Mond. I forgot it was drafted by the, the Vikings. Yeah, Kellen Mond. Texas A&M. Get after it. Uh, well, we're not talking about Kellen Mond. We're talking about Desmond Ritter. Um, so... Like I said, Ritter could be absolutely terrible. Heineke can come in and take over. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, we're talking more about Heineke. You know, he does the track record's there. Um, I think that he's a, a very decent quarterback that can come in and win you some games. Um, here's what you got. Here's what you got. You got B. John Robinson on this team, Drake London on this team, and Kyle Pitts on this team. These are your these are your big guns. You know, these are the these are the assets that we're using. Um, so you need kind of a guy to come in, and I think Heineke can do that if Ritter absolutely shits the bed. Uh, Ritter is not a starting guy for me right now. I think it's absolutely not in the in the cards for him to be anywhere bench depth. Um, possibly if you do super flex, uh, possibly two quarterbacks. Um, I wouldn't do it at all. Right now we're in a one-quarterback league. If you're in a one-quarterback league, I'd absolutely stay away from him. I would expecting this team to run the ball early and run the ball often, uh, much like they did last year with Bijan Robinson coming in. Um, just not enough there for me to trust him. Do you like Desmond Ritter at all, Josh, Alex? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to Alex. Let's pitch it over to Alex. Um, not fantasy-wise, obviously. Yeah. I do think that this might be um, a surprisingly fun team. I think they'll win the division. Yeah. I don't think they're going anywhere in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, not Ritter in terms of drafting. Um, again, don't waste a spot on them. If if they look all right at the beginning of the year, you might want to put them on your bench, save them for a um, rainy day. Yeah, for an injury or a bye week. But um, a lot of the other position players, you know, Bijan, Drake London, and yes, even Kyle Pitts, um, they all have pretty high value to me um, going into the year. To you personally, to deep me, in your soul, yeah. baby. No, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I'd stay away from them. Uh, for anything other than just seeing how the the season goes and you know we'll see what happens but right now yeah i'm not a fan uh josh i'm just gonna assume that you're gonna say the same thing so we're gonna go ahead and move on to we're gonna go ahead and move on to the running back situation uh we've got safe assumption yeah i think you would be correct pretty safe are there any quarterbacks not to do too much of a preview of a preview are there any quarterbacks in this division you would think We'll have any sort of draft value. You know, um, here's the deal. If you do backups, maybe. But right now, I don't like Mayfield. I don't like Ritter. Uh, the Bryce Carr Young. And Bryce Young. Carr, I think. Carr would uh, <coughs> in, in deep leagues. and Yeah, Carr can a be a guy. I think yeah. if you're in a 12-team league yeah. and, you, and you get kind of – you wait a little bit on the quarterback. Yeah, Carr I can, can see be Carr a, and yeah. Young as a backup. But yeah. I mean, like, there, there's, you know – Presuming you're in a 12 or less team league, you're not taking any of these guys. No. Carr, maybe. Carr, possibly. But he's on the fringe for me. Nobody else, really. Like, Bryce Young could turn out to be really, really fun. He's a rookie, though. You know? Yeah. eh. Not not on a good team. No. Yeah, that's kind of the other problem. Well, let's get back in here with uh, another rookie, uh, Bijan Robinson. Right now, uh, ESPN, I believe, has him as uh, their running back four. I had him as my running back five, but obviously the Jonathan Taylor situation as that develops. So I've I've moved Bijan up into that four spot behind Saquon. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, I need water. Mm. I've got a little a little a little hitch in my giddy up. Um, 
So he's coming into the NFL back-to-back seasons of at least 220 touches and 1,400 all-purpose yards. Uh, last season, 258 rushes, 1,580 yards and 18 touchdowns. Uh, 19 catches with 314 yards and two more scores through the air. Um, you know, uh, Arthur Smith here. That's This is the guy. The head coach, Arthur Smith, was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans uh, with Derrick Henry. Um this is the year one back-to-back rushing titles here in 2019-2020. Um, I highly doubt that Bijan Robinson is going to have the insane touch average that Derrick Henry's had, uh, which is like 350-something um, that Henry had in those two seasons. But the pass-catching upside for me I think is really, really good. I think that he's a versatile player. Um it's, it's always hard to tell. But with rookie running backs, normally, you know, the second round, third round, the way they've been. So sometimes you can get in and snake a, a later draft pick and get a rookie. This guy's going to go high. It's just where, you know, who's going to be the person to pull the trigger. Josh, how confident are you and B. John Robinson coming out of the gates as this running back one? Uh, uh, well, do I think he finishes the season as the running back one? Not running Can back. I, you know what but, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Being no. a running back one for uh, I Where'd you say you had him? Four? Four. Yes. Yeah. I'd put him right there too. And I've, you know, I have a hard time committing to him whenever he comes. Yeah. I do mock drafts just because it's yeah. like he's a rookie. I don't, mm-hmm. but then I look at the situation. I mean, they led the league in rushing attempts last season. Um, they're committed to that. They're, they're, you know, are not great at quarterback. And uh, so all the ingredients are there for him to finish as a top five running back. Uh, but it's just the unknown that keeps me from elevating. I mean, I've seen him going, you know, at the 101 in some drafts, and that's a little too crazy for me. But, yeah, I'm, I, it's sort of hard to, to find a reason not to put him there, you know? Yeah. Also, well, I'll contradict what I said a minute ago about liking the Falcons this year. Um, I don't like their coach. And they could be, like, if something happens to one of these players, like there's an injury or something, like I could see them, like, the thing – crashing and burning pretty quickly yeah um i think Bijan will be very good i don't know that i personally would want to draft a rookie that high but you never know i mean he could have a great year yeah i think well i think it's the expectation here so i mean they they beefed up the offensive line with uh bergeon um and bringing a guy caleb mcgarry in so they beefed up the offensive line so i think that the expectation is there that he can finish top five in the running back position and I think you have to draft him that way. Mm-hmm. I just think you have to, just with the expectation. Well, I mean, the last guy who was this highly touted of the running back position was Saquon Barkley, and, and his rookie season was pretty pretty solid. Uh, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns. Was pretty solid. It was absolutely fantastic. 91 catches. Yeah, an amazing rookie season. So it's like, and again, these are two completely different players, two completely different times. But I, I don't know. For me, I agree with you guys on the fact that, like, if I'm somewhere, like, you know, if I'm drafting, you know, it just depends. If if I'm drafting late and he falls, like, yeah, shit, I'll take him at 10 or 11. Oh, yeah. If I'm drafting at 5, oh, yeah. where he should be drafted, I might do that, too. I think you have to take a guy with this kind of background, a guy that you know that they're going to give the ball to early and often, on a team that, like you said, and I agree with you, Alex, that, well, I mean, I don't know if I think they're going to win the division, but I think that they will be in competition for the division throughout the season. I don't think that it's going to be... I think they could very well win the division. Yeah, I think that this is going to be like a three-dog race for this division. It's not going to be pretty, but I think there's going to be three teams in the the back end for it. But for me, 
I both agree and disagree with you guys. I think you have to take him in that spot. I think four or five. That's because if you don't and he blows up, like yeah, that's you know, like yeah. everything's set for this dude to be the guy, like the next big thing at the running back position. So for me. As the advice I would give, I would say if you have that five spot and if he's not been taken previous, I think you got to take him five, six, maybe even seven, depending on who's taking wide receivers at that point in time, which you think there are going to be a lot more people taking wide receivers in the first, you know, mm-hmm. first half of the of the first round. Um, but that's where I'm at him. This guy is really exciting. He's a really exciting player. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes, um, especially in like once we've kind of gotten this down. I mean, in a lot of mock drafts I've done, I've only done a few with actual human beings um but he is going where he's where his adp is set so um Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see uh but uh tyler algier is still with this team uh last year he was one of two rookie backs to rush for over a thousand yards uh it wasn't pretty but you know he got there um i don't think that he's gonna fade out of the you know the the playbook entirely um I just don't think that he's going to be taking away anything too significant from Bijan. I think Bijan will be. He's he's got the stranglehold. You don't take a running back with the eighth overall pick and not give him top back, you know, situations. Yeah. But Algier uh, is the top handcuff for this team. If Bijan goes down, this is a great handcuff to have. Is, is Tyler Algier? He's proven that he can do the, he can do the job. Um, but yeah, if you do get Bijan on your roster, I would work Algier up a little bit higher. Um, in your who you're targeting through the rest of the draft if you don't then don't worry about it uh wide receivers for this team uh drake london last season uh as a rookie caught 72 passes for 866 yards and four touchdowns 117 targets though that's what i like that's a tw- almost a 30 percent target share among everyone on this team from last season uh 6.9 eh, 6.9 targets per game uh but nine per game after the week 14 bye. Um, the Falcons threw the ball at the second lowest rate in the league. We said that at the top with Marcus Mariota. Um, I mean, if you get that up, that 22 passes per game, lowest in the league, if they were at 15, Drake London's numbers could have been absolutely insane. With nine targets per game, I mean, I don't think Yeah, and if the run game chugs along yeah. and they're, then you open up the pass. Yeah, I, I don't um, think that it's... I think it's easy to see him having 1,300 yards and and eight or nine touchdowns. Yeah. Um, for me, he's the top guy. Um, do you guys think – I'll pitch this over to Josh. Who, do you think Kyle Pitts? Who do you think – for me, Drake London's going to be the top target. Do you think Kyle Pitts maybe sneaks in there? I think it's it's London. Pitts will be interesting. I think we'll talk about him separately. Yeah, we're going to get but into him. There right? is – I don't think – there's no one else in that wide yeah. receiver room that, that – <laughs> is worth talking about but yeah i do like i do like london um sort of kind of where i see him going and if ritter is an improvement over Mariota, which god Mm. i hope so yeah Yeah, one was (laughs) one would certainly hope uh i really like him i think we've all gotten spoiled a little bit over the last couple years with rookie wide receivers jefferson chase kind of busting out and that that's abnormal um so i could see drake taking a, a step uh, up uh, in terms of efficiency and, and volume this season and in which case i like him yeah and so i again i think he's the top target for the team i think that you're going to see guys key on Bijan robinson stack the box um you know it's it's hard to say with a team like this being the top target on a team with desmond ritter baker mayfield 
CJ or sorry Bryce Young. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have wide receiver one production, but yeah. it does help. I think the volume will be fantastic, and I think it could be a breakout year for him. Um, but again, just like everybody else on these teams, could be a giganto gamble. Just the fact that you have Desmond Ritter starting quarterback. I currently have Drake Lones as my number twenty-seven wide receiver. Anywhere different for you, Josh? Or no, I, I, I have him right around there, that 25, 25. 25 to 30 area range. I'm just going to ask Alex. I know Alex doesn't have rankings. So it's like, Alex, where would you rank Drake London? 27. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, so, yeah, it's, so I think that there's tons of vacated wide receiver targets from this team uh, to 2023. Uh, Alameda, Zacchaeus, Demir Bird, Brian Edwards. Um, so there's a lot of guys gone. Um, Mac Holland, Scotty Miller. So we're not going to talk about it, Mac Hollins or Scotty Miller. We're going to talk about Frank Darby. Nope, we're not. We're going to move right into Kyle. If you want to talk about Frank Darby, we can do a after dark I'm version good. of the podcast where we just talk about Mac after Hollins. Darby. After Darby, uh, Kyle Pitts. We're going to move on here. Uh, Kyle Pitts, thousand yards as a rookie, only got the one touchdown. Um, last season was not great. Uh, Three hundred fifty-six yards last season. Twenty-two years old, third season. Uh, just played how many games did he played last year like eight or nine or something yeah he got injured like 10 games through. it was 10 he played yeah. 10 uh second highest uh number of targets which was 59 um in the passing game which again this is not the greatest passing game in the world um you know 5.9 targets per game that was seventh amongst tight ends last year who played 10 or more games um i think that you're gonna see a slip there with B. John Robinson coming in and getting his own stuff kind of out of the backfield. Uh, B. John Robinson has stated that he's been working in a lot of different packages and he does have good hands. Um, so I think you're going to see a little bit of a dip, um, but I think that you still got to go top 10 tight ends for this guy just based on, and again, I know it's it's tough to just base it all on potential, but with a guy with this much potential, I think that you have to have to do it for right yeah, now. He's, I mean, at, yeah. At, what is it? What was the injury? Is it, Oh, what was it? Uh, let's get our producer cat on that. Um, Josh, don't say hang on. You're not no. doing it. A cat's doing it. Remember? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I remember I had him when got he got hurt. MCL. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Required surgery. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Just yeah. Finish yeah. the season. He did score more touchdowns in his second year than he did in the first one. So there's that with two. Uh, but yeah, just 28 catches. Double them. Double them up. Uh, 356 yards and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, I because again, I do think you're going to see him slip a little bit, and I think that's why taking him isn't such a bad idea. Um, and you got to imagine, yeah, I think Ritter is an upgrade over Mariota, so I think that could help. Um, I'm taking him. I'm willing to take him. Obviously, not in the first round or anything like that, or anywhere close to it. Like he was going. Yeah, I'm ready you know, to get hurt season. again. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to get hurt again too. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to draft him as my starting tight end. You know, I, but I think if you do, you got to go in with another potential streaming option, like uh, I don't know, like a who did we talk about last week, like Tyler Dulcich, Gerald Everett, Chigo Conquo. Like, sure. I think if you take him, it's smart to maybe take somebody else. But you know, he did have some struggles. But like I said earlier, I was watching these games we were playing because I had him on the team. And I was forced to start Mariota for a game. And actually, it was one of the better games that he played. Not that great, but okay. Um, but uh, he, it's Kyle Pitts, he kept getting them open deep and just kept overthrowing them. I'm like, man, if you hit one of these, just yeah. one, man. I, I'm not asking for a lot, Marcus, but just hit one of these goddamn... But yeah, I, I do think 
that there's willing to keep faith alive for at least one more season. So that's where I have him. Uh, currently, my tight end seven. Josh, where do you have him? Uh, I got him as my six. Tight end mm-hmm. six ahead of you got him ahead of like Godert and I got him ahead of Godert. Uh, I got him ahead of uh, Friermuth and Friermuth and Joku. Um, Pretty much everyone not named Kittle, yeah, Waller, Hawkins. I've moved Waller Johnson. above him, but that's where that's where I would. Mm. You know, it's a question of are you willing to take the risk on the upside? Um, or or yeah. I'm willing to take the mm-hmm. risk. I'm I'm again like Alex said. I'm I'm ready to get hurt again. Yeah. Well, guys, that'll close out the Atlanta Falcons. We're gonna take a quick La- last name of the Falcons. Oh yes. Did so. you know Arthur Smith's dad founded FedEx? I did not know that. Fun little fact. You should have saved it for the end. There you go. What a missed opportunity there, Alex. Uh, we're going to take a little break. You're going to hear a little thing. And uh, we'll be right back with uh, the other two teams. So I'll let Alex pick the next one. The Final Fantasy. And we're back, babies. So I let Josh pick the Falcons. Alex? How about you? You take her. Which Yikes. two do you want to um, do? I guess these the are going to be quick. <laughs> these are going to be pretty quick because they're marginally more interesting than the Panthers. Who? Yikes! Marginally is saying something. Uh, so before we begin, uh, let's uh, do because one of the players on this team who is um, potentially one of the better players uh, definitely fell off the map last season. Salvin Kamara. Um, what do you guys think? Because they are projecting a potential uh, suspension for the situation that he found himself in. Uh, was it DV stuff? Yeah, was it? I can't. Remember. I don't remember. It well, no. What it, was it? He got into a his entourage got into a fight or something after the, I think the Pro yeah, Bowl party. That's or what s- it was. Yeah, I don't know. It was very convoluted, and I okay. stopped paying attention after five seconds so yeah because they did do the plea agreement and stuff like that so um but yeah you figured that the league was still gonna suspend him um so you probably imagine what's the i mean it's usually like six games or something like that that's usually usually yeah so well we'll get here first um some subtractions uh sean payton's obviously gone andy dalton is out of town uh marcus davenport um, some uh, Jarvis Landry also uh, some additions here. Derek Payton was gone last year too. Yeah, that's true. But you know, yeah. whatever. He's it's the thing. Uh, Derek Carr brought in Jamal Williams, uh, Foster Moreau from uh, the Raiders, brought into this team. Uh, quarterback uh, Derek Carr. Um, this is the best fantasy option for this team since Drew Brees easily. Um, definitely an upgrade over all the people that started last season for me. And like I said, Derek Carr's you know. He's okay. You know, he's just one of those guys, you know. In 2016, he almost, you know, got a few MVP votes and then got hurt before the playoff started. And Matt McGloin had to start that playoff game. I remember that. Matt McGloin. <laughs> Matt McGloin. Um, uh, so this will be this is his 10th season in the league, which is crazy that he's been around that long. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been kind of one of those seasons for him. The 2016 season, he finished uh, as a top 10 QB in fantasy football on a points-per-game basis. Um, in the other eight seasons, he hasn't finished higher than quarterback 18. And we've talked about this. I believe we uh, – I don't remember if it was last season, during the season, or doing our Raiders, you know, outlook for 2022. But Carr has been one of those guys that's just like – it's just – it's okay, you know, it's okay, but it's just never there. No rushing upside whatsoever. 142 career regular season games. 
Um, and he's averaged less than two rushing attempts per game. 845 total rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns over nine season. Um, that's an average of around 14 fantasy points from a rushing per season. Per season, that's the whole season. Um, I do think that he's capable. He's, he's easily the best quarterback in this entire di- di- division. Um, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you lose the wide receivers here. You don't got Devontae Adams anymore. You don't got these guys. I think that hurts him a lot. Josh, where do you have uh, Derek Carr ranked on your quarterback listing? Oh, uh, I put him like 22. 22? How about that? I've got him at 23. It wasn't 23. It was 21. I have him above Kyler Murray. Yeah, 20, 21. Yeah, I've got 21. Did you say 21 too? I said 22. Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> we were close. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I would say get some pass catchers to go along with them. You know, get some guys from from the Saints. Um, and actually, we'll kind of jump into here because there, there, there is some something to be had here. Uh, Chris Olave um, is the best wide receiver on this team by a large margin. Um, we're actually going to skip the running back position for now. We'll come back to it. But um, so, like, yeah, you lose Devontae Adams. But Chris Olave, I think, is a solid option. Had a fun rookie season uh, playing with a bunch of nobodies at, at quarterback. I've got him as my my wide receiver 15 right now. Josh, do you have him any, any higher or any lower? I got him a little bit lower. Yeah. I'd, I'd have him 16. Uh, so huge boost for him going from Dalton to Carr. Uh, 24.1% target share as a rookie. I think that that stays the same or goes up um so there's some potential to improve um michael thomas is the other guy here that could hurt that but what is happening with michael thomas i have him as my quarterback for quarterback wide receiver 42 right now um who knows if he has you know plays much in 2023 uh michael thomas is just one of those enigmas he had that insane record-setting season and never since then he's missed 40 of the last possible 50 games over the last yeah. three seasons um he is on my do not draft yeah list. um he's so clearly still an elite talent um if he plays but man at this point I, he's gonna be at a discount i believe i took him last year in like round seven and thought i got a steal you know he came out and had a uh, week one i think he scored two touchdowns i was like okay all right we're back and then instantly was just gone just off the face of the map entirely per mm-hmm. missed the entire rest of the season um so i think you're gonna get him at a steep discount i wouldn't go anywhere near yeah, fuck, sure. 10 deep, 11 deep, bench only. deep 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 yeah I mean, if you get him late and he plays, shit, you could have a league-winning yeah. wide receiver at the back end, but I just can't trust him that early. And again, seeing missing 40 games in the, possi- like the possible 50 is insanity. Um, Rashid Shahid is the other guy uh, to keep an eye on here. In five games over the final six weeks last season, Shahid averaged uh, five targets and four catches a game and around 65 yards per game. Not great, but obviously... And this is the one circumstance on this division where we're looking like, hey, this is a quarterback improvement. This is absolutely an improvement over what they had last year. Ritter mm-hmm. might be might be an improvement, but this is absolutely the one where I'm like, okay. And it's not a rookie. You know, that's not like, because yeah. obviously Bryce Young, it's like, okay, yeah, I'd rather Bryce Young than Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. But again, he's a rookie. Who knows? Um, moving on to the tight ends. Uh, Juwan Johnson. Uh, <clears throat> John Johnson was kind of, kind of crazy last year. He had a couple games that he actually went off. And I believe I put him on, a couple of lists last year, uh, not in the panic room, obviously, but uh, as a potential starter uh, or streaming starter for some games. 
right now he's my tight end uh, 17. Um, but late round tight end for fantasy. And that's what I'm saying. If you're drafting Kyle Pitts, you know, maybe a guy like this can come in, you know. Uh, obviously, they brought in Fosmer Row too. We brought that up at the top. Uh, are, Josh, are you taking any tight ends from the squad? Uh, no, not not no, really. No. Um, I always, you know, I like no. I like the human cheat code, Taysom Hill. Yeah. Uh, he's always fun. But not a guy that I'm probably starting regularly. Yeah. So, so you can see, like, so Moreau's situation also. Jimmy after, Graham is back. Yeah, I just see. Well, they signed him because Foster Moreau, after they signed him uh, during a physical, uh, he was diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, but uh, it seems like he's doing really well with it. So, um, and he did play with Derek Carr also in Vegas. So, you know, there are some stuff there. Jimmy Graham signing, I don't know. I saw that and I was like, why? I don't even know that they're making out of camp. Yeah, it seems odd. But um, that's why I'm only going to bring up these two guys. But, uh, yeah, no, but, you know, obviously you hope the best for Foster Moreau moving forward. But, yeah, right now, Jawan Johnson could be a fun late-round tight end to snag for me personally. Again, if you take a guy like Pitts or someone you don't trust as much, or if you draft like how I draft where you don't really – you don't go in for the big-name tight ends and you wait a little while, um, I think he's definitely worth uh, a look in some later rounds. Let's swing back around here, though. Uh, the Saints backfield right now – do you guys want to get into it like it's really kind of messy i don't know with the potential there right now if, if he gets suspended obviously um jamal williams would be the guy um who tremendous season last year in detroit still can't believe detroit uh, assuming that he's suspended for four to six games where do you draft williams I, see again like that's the thing williams i think could score some touchdowns you know kamara didn't last year so i mean if he does that there's something um, but it's just one of those things, you know, it's four total touchdowns last year for Kamara, uh, running back 15. Also, when Kamara does play, do you think he'll be better than he was last year? Cause he kind of slipped. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I mean, there yeah. was that, but I mean, Kamara was like pretty close to having like a pretty decent finish as it went up with the pass catch. Cause he was getting targeted like a maniac near the end. That was my one saving grace with Kamara is just the targets were on unstopped, like just. He was hitting those, like, 10 targets a game. Um, I don't know. John, where would you take Jamal Williams right now? Me? Yeah, if uh, knowing that we're going to miss probably <laughs> six games. Let's say that. Okay, if I know Kamara's yeah, going to miss six games. Let's say for oh, a fact man. he's going to miss six games. I mean, I'd take. I'd be fine taking him in, like, the 10th round or something because you're not getting, you know, full season workload. I mean, Kamara's on my do-not-draft list. Williams, you could convince me. The guy I'm interested in is Kendra Miller. Who I've been taking a lot of late round, yeah, flyers on, there too. yeah, because uh, there is a scenario. Also had seventeen touchdowns in TCU last season. Yeah, to there's match, a uh, Jamal Williams. There's a scenario here. Even if Kamara doesn't get suspended, I'm really not interested. I mean, he's just getting up there in age. I think the efficiency is going to go down. He's still going to have value because he's a pass catching running back, and yeah. they're always going to have value. But the guy that there's a upside of him just taking over the backfield is is Kendra Miller. Yeah. And that's the thing with Kendra Miller there and Jamal Williams, both I think are capable. Um, obviously, yeah, Jamal Williams, 17 touchdowns last season for the Lions. Kendra Miller, 17 touchdowns with TCU. I don't see either of them hitting those numbers this year, but I think that they can both get a you know significant workload, and I think that they can definitely be a solid asset. Right now, Jamal Williams is my water, or my running back uh, 38, uh, rather, and I've got Kamara currently ranked as my 23, uh, but again, who knows, that could change. Um, 
again, it's this one's hard to say. That's why I didn't want to get too deep into this because it's going to change depending on whether or not he's suspended. As of now, right now, Kamara should be treated as the RB1 for this team with Williams uh, with a flex upside, much like he had last season. And Miller could be a great stash. You know, if it is Williams and, and Miller going in, he could be a really solid stash or handcuff there. Um, anything else on this New Orleans backfield that you guys pressing issues that you want to get out? Get it out now. All jokes of salad about uh, Taysom Hill. <laughs> uh, you know, he was averaging over 10 carries a game towards the end of, the, of last season. <laughs> I, I see your face. I'm just I'm sitting back, dude. I'm not I'm not uh, I wasn't going to waste any airtime for Taysom Hill. Hey, but you take it away, buddy. Look, uh if they're going to use him that way in the backfield, especially if Kamara is out, he could have week to week value. Um I'm not saying uh he's a guy, you know, you draft to start every week, but he's someone to keep an eye on. So Keep an eye on him. I'll let you keep an eye on him. Yeah, Josh, I will. Josh, you keep an eye on him for everyone. You're our you're our listeners, your bridge resident to Taysom him. Hill expert. Taysom Hill, baby. Taysom Hill watcher, Josh. All right, guys. Well, we we've we've gone droned on too long about Taysom Hill, and we're starting to run out of time. So let's get into the Carolina Panthers here. Some subtractions. Donta Foreman is out of town. For the, I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. You really weren't. We've been drowning or droning on about a lot of other stuff. Hey, I'll it's die on this hill. Okay. Taysom Hill to die on. Uh, well, got some subtractions here. Donta Foreman is out of town. Nothing? Come on. Laughing? Come on. I laughed? What are you talking right. about? That was the name Sorry, of the episode. I'm, I'm watching the game. We named, okay. a, we named an Let's episode move that, uh, last season. See, and I just think he's glaring at me for shutting down <laughs> in the Taysom Hill thing. He was like, Josh is like a Taysom Hill stand, dude. He yeah. loves that boy. Uh, I am not a huge fan. Well, because Josh, oh, remember when Josh was so upset because he was listed as quarterback and tight end? Yeah. And so Josh was essentially getting to start I'm two quarterbacks, and we shot him down. And that was last year, yeah, because yeah. yeah, Ricky, our new commissioner. No, that, was, I thought that was no. Years ago. Well, Ricky was. And I said no. No, I think oh, it was Ricky. Right. Was I think it was last season, wasn't it? It feels like it was last season. No, that was the season before that really? I had yeah. Hill, and that, yeah. that he got. Yeah, there was that. Because I remember dual. I had to make a ruling on that. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. So yeah. it was two seasons ago. Yeah, you you thought you'd got a fast one, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna lie to you. I did try to to pick him up on the waivers. He mm-hmm. was in the, he was in the free or That's waiver right. pool, and I tried to get him. I didn't, and then of course I was like, if I'd had him, I'd be like, yeah, no, I can do this. Like he's got both. <laughs> it was a whole thing, and I think some people because it was on Twitter, like a bunch of leagues, and people were like, what would you do? And I was like, well. It depends. Like, do I have? Do him? I have? Him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, but some key subtractions for the Carolina Panthers. Donta Foreman is out of town. Uh, we've brought in Bryce Young. We've got Andy Dalton. We've got Miles Sanders. We've got Adam Thielen. We've got DJ Shark. We've got Jonathan Mingo, rookie wide receiver. We got Hayden Hurst. Also, hell, Hayden Hurst. Who haven't you played for? And uh, Frank Reich is the new head coach for this team. The third Reich. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> is it? Is this the third team he's been the head coach of? No, second. I don't think so. Sorry, I don't know. I shouldn't have done that. We'll cut that out. We're not going to cut that out. Uh, no, you said it. You love it. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the, the quarterback. Third right Carolina Panthers. Ew. Let's start with the quarterback here. Uh, rookie quarterback, uh, Bryce Young out of Alabama. Um, over not, a, the... not a tall gentleman. Nope, he's not. He's a short little baby. ESPN kept telling me that. His small hand. All month of April. No, wait. Well, he wasn't the small hand. Did you one. know he's not very tall? His hands are... Kenny Pickett was the small hands one the year ah. before, yeah. Uh, well, guys, over the last two... Ten seasons, rather, just two rookie quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the NFL draft finished inside the top 12 of fantasy quarterbacks as a rookie. Um, do you guys know who those are? Say again. In the last ten seasons, just two rookie quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the NFL draft finished inside the top 12 of fantasy quarterbacks as a rookie. 
Do you know who those two quarterbacks were? In the last how many years? Ten. Ten? Uh, I only know one of them off the top of my head. It was uh, Cam, Cam Newton. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. the only one I could was think Was Burrow of. the other one? Uh, I'd have to look that up, actually. I don't have that. I thought that I knew both, and then in my head I was like, I could say something, but I'm going to sound like an idiot. Uh, no, because Burrow got hurt his rookie season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, Cam, when was Cam Newton's rookie season? That was more than 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe it was Andrew Luck? No, that was 2012. Do you not have this in front of you? I don't. <laughs> I wrote it down. So I wrote it down as it was like, oh, this is an interesting step. But then I did not look up who the two were. And now that's blowing up in my face. So uh, let's just say it was two guys who played football in their rookie season. There we go. And now we cannot talk about the Panzer side Moving on. Um, so Carolina here, I don't believe, is going to buck that trend of adding a third. Um uh, I like him. I like Bryce Young a lot for long term. Um, but uh, do, I'm going to throw this to you, Alex. So I like him. I like him for long term for this team. But do you think? What do you think the chances are he puts up solid fantasy numbers in this rookie season? D, what is so, what do you mean? Like, I think if you fin- if, for a rookie finishing in the top, let's say, well, let's just say there's two finishing in the top top twelve. I'll give you top fifteen. What do you think the chances are? He finishes I think the top 15 I think best case scenario he could finish around fifteen. Yeah. So if, if all the breaks go right for him, and yeah. I think he's a, I think he was a good pick, I think he he has the chance to be very very good in the league. I don't think they're a very good team. Um, I think if all the things go right and he stays healthy, he could get up to around fifteen. Yeah. So I mean, his size was a thing, and a lot of people were writing him off during the combine, and the fact that he played for Alabama, which you know, it's like, hey, you're going to win a lot of games. Uh, yeah, two years starter. He won the Heisman as a sophomore, threw for like fifty or five thousand yards mean, and fifty touchdowns. He was incredible at Alabama, yeah, and like not like a normal Alabama quarterback. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be the week one starter, you'd imagine. Um, I think they already named him the week one. Yeah, starter. so I mean if you're in a one quarterback league, um, I think that probably word to the wise, maybe wait a little while on him, see how he adjusts to the pros, especially going from the best team in college football to one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, you know, just, I've got him as a low end quarterback too, for me in the first season, but I do think there's potential. I think there's definitely potential for him to finish with the legs, with everything. I think there is potential for him to have a uh, QB one numbers. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just this offense, man. Yikes, yikers, yikers, yikers. Um, and that's assuming that Young doesn't miss any time also. Andy Dalton's the backup. Um, clearly not an elite option, but he can get the, can get the job done um, Yeah, if the necessary. only question for Young, and it's not really, it's not about his height, it's just more like, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Can he not get hit enough? Yeah. Is Carolina going to protect him enough? Yeah, and that's the know. thing. Well, let's move on to the running back. New running back in town. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey traded midseason last year. Miles Sanders... Um, definitely the top player to target out of this backfield. Josh, where do you got Miles Sanders sitting right now in your rankings? Uh, I'd probably have him right, right around 16, 17. 16. I got him at 20. Um, I got him at 20 okay. right now. Okay. Um, so right now he finished his by far the best season of his career last year, 279 total touches, um, in all the, the, the game, 17 regular season games, um, 1300 yards, uh, total scrimmage yards and 11 rushing touchdowns, which was like. That's easily a career high. I think that's doubles is like whatever, triples maybe. Um, yeah, two triples more than his career total. <laughs> yeah, because his career total up to that point no. was like nine. I think his career total was nine touchdowns total up to that point, and he had 11 last year. Um, I think that he's going to get 
the same workload, if not a lot higher. Rookie quarterback, I think that this could be another a guy that you can steal here if you're doing some some uh, no running back drafts here, because um, I do think it's going to be a similar workload to last year, um, and and some out of the air too. I think because Jalen Hurts, you know, ran the ball last year and. You know, some check down passes to Sanders really weren't a thing because Hertz did like to kind of take off with it. So I can see his numbers actually going up. Um, I like him at 21. I like him a lot. Or no, I've got him at 20, my bad. But I like him there. Um, I think that he can actually absolutely be a steal here. Uh, behind him, Chuba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear, Spencer Brown. Uh, I think Hubbard probably is the guy who probably takes over. Um, if they do a committee backfield situation for Sanders, I think he'd be definitely the the best guy to have if Sanders is to miss any time. This is this is one man. We should have started with the Panthers. This one this one's the really boring one. Uh, <laughs> Josh, any thoughts on this running back room? Do you like any of these guys? If Miles Sanders gets hurt, Chuba Hubbard's uh, had the opportunities before and really hasn't done anything with it. Yeah, I'm not not frankly no. Um, but it's probably Chuba would be my Chuba the backup uh, presumably. So. But, uh, no, I, I do like Miles Sanders, though. I'll, yeah. I'll just repeat that. Yeah, I do, too. Um, like I said, again, this is these are the teams. Like, this is the – it's not going to be probably the, grest, the best year for a lot of these these squads. So, you never know. You can get some value with some of these running backs late, The though. more you run the ball, the quicker the game goes and the hey, faster you can get out there. <laughs> Let's get out of town, baby. <laughs> uh, so, the wide receivers, not much to talk about here. And I'm going to start this with – I'm going to give you the names here. I believe I've already said a lot of them and who they got. But – yeah, bringing in Adam Thielen, DJ Shark. We've got LaVisca Chenault. Um, Alex, do you think any of these wide receivers goes over 1,000 yards this season? Probably not. Yeah, I'm guessing no. Josh, do you like any of them to go over a grand? No. Yeah, I really don't either. Uh, biggest name of the bunch is obviously Adam Thielen, 33 years old, um, 10th NFL season. His last 1,000-yard season was in 2018. Um, and that was actually a pretty good season for him. I think that was career high in targets, yards, and, and receptions. Um, I don't think you're getting anywhere close to that. Um, rookie quarterback, um, you know, I think he can be a solid safety blanket, good in the red zone still. Um, in his last 45 games, he scored 34 touchdowns, 25 of which were scored inside the red zone. Lots of those red zone catches that he's really good at. Um, right now, I have him as a wide receiver 57. Uh, DJ Shark is the deep ball, big play guy. Um, uh, 3.27 receptions per game in his career. Uh, but on top of that, 17.7 yards per catch. So he's he's the deep ball threat. Um, he was – where was he? Was he with the Lions last Shark. year? Shark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was with the Lions, yeah. Um, wait, he was – I think he was on two teams last year. Nope, just the Lions. Yeah. Oh. They okay. signed him to like a one-year deal before last season. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I could have sworn it because, yeah, he was with the Jags or something before yeah, that. Yeah, that's I thought I was... maybe he got traded like early in the season or something. Um, but, yeah, DJ Shark is the one I have – ranked higher i have him as my wide receiver 49 uh josh who do you do you have Thielen ranked above dj shark uh no i'd have shark a little higher um i couldn't tell you where i'd rank them they're they're pretty low on my board yeah so right now what i'll say is for these receivers i think that they're all pretty low risk i don't think any of these guys are going to go off the board very uh very quick there so there is some potential there for if they hit that's that could be you know the low risk high reward situation with pretty much all these guys honestly if bryce young is able to develop a rapport with some of these guys throughout the season i think you could get some pretty solid production from these guys but right now early season yeah you're not taking them anywhere near the first i don't think six seven rounds 
Um, tight end, tight end, tight end, tight end. Uh, Hayden Hurst brought in. This guy, on the other hand, I kind of like, actually, uh, for a late-round target. Um, tight Again, we've talked about it. Tight end is the most unpredictable position in fantasy. Um, I think at the end of your draft, um, I think that you can really do something big with this guy. Uh, Three-year deal uh, in free agent here, 60% of that guaranteed. Uh, former first-round pick, um, which is so crazy because it's so far with the with the Ravens, I believe he was a first-round pick. But he's played for the Bengals, he's played for the Falcons, he's been all over town. Um, Hurst was a pretty steady option for Joe Burrow last year in 13 games last season, logged 70 targets. That's 12th most amongst all tight ends, um, and that's let's go over the names in that offense here: Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. So that's pretty pretty bonkers. Um, he's now competing with Adam Thielen, DJ Shark. And Jonathan Mingo, Terrace Marshall, and LaVisca Chennault. Mingo, which is a rookie. So take that into account. Um, more likely, I would say Hurst will be more of a streaming option. But if you draft like I do, a streaming option tight end can be huge. It can help you win your league. Um, if that's how you plan to play. Like I said, that's how I do it. Like, hey, if you don't, you don't. Um, but like I said, it's going to be a lot of those NFC South rival games, you know, that could be big boomer bust games for this dude. Um, the Falcons defense allowed the third most fantasy points per game to tight ends last season at 9.4. Um, and I believe they opened the season against the Atlanta Falcons. So there you go. Uh, I like him right now. Josh, do you have, where do you have Hayden Hurst uh, listed? Um, in my top 20. Um, top 20? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you exactly where. Probably somewhere between 15 and 20. I have him at 18 right now. Oh, okay. And... Again, like this is one of those guys that could come in late. Again, I'm not saying draft him like where you draft uh, like Njoku or Schultz or something like that late. Like when you're about to finish up, when you're getting your like back end wide receivers, you're like maybe like yeah. If you're waiting, yeah, I think he, he's, he's a great a, option. He's a waiver wire only pickup for me. Hayden Hurst is just yeah. waiver for you. Yeah, and let's see. I get that because yeah. you seem to you seem to uh, like the tight end position more than I do. Um, but again, after the last season, like, honestly, shit, like, it's kind of hard not to like, man, I think maybe one of these years I'm going to have to pull the trigger on it, uh, and have a George Kittle or someone I can just set and forget. But, uh, no, I like, I like Hayden Hurst late. I think that there's some potential there for a pretty solid season, especially with the young quarterback developing, trying to develop a rapport mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, getting the, the tight end over the middle. I think that could be really big. Well, guys. We are going to end that. Uh, before we go, uh, where do we have these teams finishing? Uh, we'll start with the uh, first team we did. Uh, record. Alex, what do you got Tampa Bay finishing at? Well, do you want me to, or do you want me to just list, go down and list the... If that's how you want to do it, you go for how it. How do you want me to do it, buddy? Just say Tampa Bay's record. What do you think it's going to be? Uh... This one's tough. This one's really hard, actually. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to think about it in relation to the other ones. Uh, six and eleven. Six and eleven. Joshy boy, where you got them? I actually, I think they're going to finish surprisingly better than a lot of people. I'll go the exact same record they had last year, eight and nine. Eight and nine. Uh, I'm going to put them at the seven win mark. I've got them at seven and ten, um, which I do still think will be competing for this division. Uh, Alex, mm -hmm. the Atlanta Falcons, where you got them? Uh, eight and nine and win the division. Eight and nine winning the division. Wow. Joshy boy, where you got ATL? Uh, I'm going to go six and 11. Six and 11. I'm going to put this team. I like this team. 
I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to do something crazy. Here. Don't do it. Uh, don't do it. I'm going to put them. It's at, dangerous. You know, I'm going to go eight and nine with this team, too. Again, I, I do think that'll win this division. Actually. That was the crazy thing? Yeah. <laughs> for me, answer. for me, it was crazy. I'm usually more level-headed than that. I could have put 11 wins, you know. Uh, New Orleans. Uh, Alex, where do you got them Saints uh, finishing up? Seven and ten. Seven, ten. Joshy boy? I have New Orleans winning the division at ten and seven. Wow, ten Woo! and seven. All right. I mean, like really I said, we believe in Taysom Hill over here. Probably the best quarterback. <laughs> Taysom taste Thrill. Chills and thrills, baby. Taysom Hill Express. <laughs> I'm going to give this team... Uh, I'm going to give this team seven wins also. I'm going to give them seven to ten. Copying... I'm sorry. Hey, bro. Like, you went first. Here, I'll go first on this one. For the Carolina Panthers, I am unfortunately, this is the team I think is going to be out of it. I'm giving this team five wins on the season. Uh, Josh? Four wins. Ooh, four. Alex? Four. Four. See, we didn't do the same thing that time. All right, boys. We've gone on a little long this episode because there's so much to talk about with this amazing group of teams. So much to talk about, Taysom Hill. So many good ones. Uh, but so in this uh, particular uh, division, uh, they had the number one overall pick uh, with Bryce Young going number one overall. So what I've done, guys, is I've compiled a list of names. And we're going to go head to head. Josh v. Alex. Uh, I'm going to give you three names, all of which were number one overall picks. And you're going to tell me what the team was. All these players oh, were drafted okay. number one overall by the same team. Easy enough. Uh, some of them are a little bit more challenging. Uh, I didn't want to put any like obvious names, so some teams did get left off. Like I, I was going to be like Cam Newton, something, something like that would be too easy. Josh, you won last week by virtue of playing against no one. Uh, I'm going to let you choose. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I'll go second. He always goes first. Well, he does, well I gave him the choice. Well, he loses every time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, think about it that way, Alex. All right, Alex, we're going to start with you. Um, so this first name uh, is a little bit of a tough one. We've got Walt Patulski, Tom Consino, and Bruce Smith. Alex, who's that team? All these men drafted number one overall to the same team. Walt Patulski, Tom Consino, Bruce Smith. The Cowboys? Incorrect. It is not the Cowboys. Josh, do you want to attempt to steal? You are not going to get it. The Eagles. It is not the Eagles. It is the Let's Buffalo see. Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Bruce Smith uh, was the one. I was like, that might give it away. A Hall of Famer, all-time mm. sack leader of all time. Uh, that was the one I thought might, but mm-hmm. did not. Uh, Joshy boy, you're going to take this one. Okay. <laughs> you're not going to get it. Uh, we've got Jay Berwanger, Sam Francis, and Chuck Bednarik. Baltimore Colts. Not the Baltimore Colts. Incorrect. Not the Baltimore Colts. Alex, you want to try a steal? That's a Jay Berwanger, Sam Francis, Chuck Bednarik. The Bears. Not the Bears. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. Philadelphia Eagles. Josh, you said it last time. But it yeah. didn't work out. It was one off. All right, Alex. We've got Charlie Trippy, King Hill, and George Cafigo. I don't know. <laughs> Just take a guess. No. <laughs> Come on. No, Josh can steal. I don't know who Josh Trippy is or whatever. <laughs> Charlie Trippy. Josh, do you want to you want to attempt to steal this one? Oh, the New York Football Giants. It's not the New York Football mm-hmm. Giants. Are you sure you don't want to take a guess, Alex? Um. You might get it right. Yeah. Uh, the um, Miami Dolphins. No, it was the Arizona Cardinals. The famous Arizona Cardinal Charlie Trippy. I can't believe you guys didn't get that one. All right. Josh, <clears throat> Leroy Selman, Bo Jackson, Vinny Testaverde. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. He thought it was going to be easy because of a couple names there, but. Uh, uh, 
fill some of this dead air. Alex, uh, how's your weekend <laughs> plans looking at? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals? Is incorrect. Is not the Cincinnati Bengals. Alex, do you know what team drafted both or all Leroy Selman, Bo Jackson, and Vinny Testaverde in the first round of the or first overall picks of the NFL draft? Um, is it the Jets? It is not the, is it the Jets. Oilers? It's not the Oilers. This one, so this one was like kind of because ah! Testaverde is the one because he's played for a billion teams. Uh, yeah. Bo Jackson famously was drafted first overall by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He did not play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. He instead went to play professional baseball. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leroy Selman, Hall of Famer. All right, there's one left. One left. Alex is starting this one. <laughs> You're not going to get it. Alex, Corby Davis, Billy Cannon. This might be the name that helps you. Orlando Pace. Uh, the Rams? It is the Rams. All right. Thank God. I thought we were going to finish the tie in that one. Zero, zero tie. Josh, it was a valiant effort, my man. Thank you. I uh, would like to thank uh, Gunter Volker, Jack Hotel, for our amazing theme song. You can find them. <laughs> you can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you find your music. Uh, I'd like to also thank Josh and Alex for sitting here. This is officially our longest episode ever. In the NFC South. Wow. This is the second time in a row, yeah. at least for me, that you've got, we're doing a shorter one here today, folks. Well, I mean, we kind of get, you know, we had some like fun banter back. If I didn't want to like hey, cut you guys off. It's all good, baby. We, we had to talk get, about. We got to get all that info out. Josh had to talk about Taysom Hill for like 45 minutes. You know, it was a whole yeah. thing, you know, it was a whole thing. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for, for being here with me, guys. We've got two more, two more to go. It's not a two more. It's not a two more. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the FFCast. Uh, the season's getting closer. We'll be getting some Maki D's posted up. And hell, maybe we'll just throw a link in. You can jump in on Maki D with us. Come on in. Play the game. Uh, and as always, keep on fancying. Bye, everybody. Bye.